Welcome to Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. Join our host, Jacob Koenig, a partner at Woodbridge International, as he gives you the knowledge to navigate complexities, embrace strategic shifts, and prepare you to sell your business with no regrets. At Woodbridge, we know how to give you the wisdom to achieve your ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Jacob Koenig. All right, welcome to the show. I'm excited for our guest today, Steve Wampold. He's the former CEO of Big Mouth, which is a company that Woodbridge uh, helped to sell, and current CEO of Bouncy Bands and Punchkins. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us, uh, or having me. It's, it's great to, uh, to be here this morning. Thanks so much for joining um, so, Steve, why don't we start sort of at the beginning? You know, could you share with us a bit of what initially inspired inspired you to start Big Mouth, and maybe how your childhood experience shaped <laughs> your uh, entrepreneurial journey? Absolutely, absolutely. So, always was entrepreneurial. Uh, put myself through college uh, with a gumball machine route, and uh, you know, uh, graduated from college with an accounting degree. Went to work for a big industrial company as an accountant, and pretty quickly realized. Hey, I want to be my own boss. So um, I started selling funny products on the internet. I've always been kind of a wise guy, sarcastic, uh, humorous, creative. And uh, so I started selling practical jokes on the internet around uh, 2000. And about 2004, I said, you know, let me let me try to make some of this stuff in China. And uh, so source some, some products in China. And um, got out of the internet business. Uh, when Amazon came on board, it was too hard to compete. So uh, really just wanted to go wholesale into the, what I was doing. So uh, Big Mouth, you know, really came to, to be about 2004, 2005. And uh, 2010 uh, came quickly. And we had, that was all I was doing was Big Mouth at that point. Um, and we started pretty small. We did about a million dollars our first year. And by 2016, we were about $45 million in revenue, selling uh, primarily to, to the big box stores, Target, Walmart, um, and some of the warehouse clubs. And I kind of, um, you know, had this, this re- moment of reflection where I wasn't sure how to keep growing the business. Did I want to keep growing the business? I had a large line of credit. I had never taken kind of money out of the business. Um you know, and um, so I wasn't really sure what to do. So I turned to a friend and and uh, ally who happened to work at, at Woodbridge, uh, Larry Reinhardt, yeah. and met with him and came out of that meeting pretty confident that what I wanted to do was was enter into a, you know, a, a sell side engagement to, to see what the market told us. It wasn't like I was going to sell the company. It was, let me try this. Let me, let me see what the market says. And, and that's kind of how I got involved with Woodbridge. Excellent. And, you know, I think Woodbridge going to the market as as we do in, in the unique way that we do, getting those videos out there, um, getting the sim into a place that's really telling the narrative of your company of Big Mouth. And uh, that that's what uh, gets us so many bids and that volume of. Uh, of... Hang on one second. Uh, sorry. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. There's one going out there. You could just take that one going out. It's on the chair. Appreciate it. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go back a minute here. And um, sure. uh, I mean, the decision to, uh, to to go out when you go out with Woodbridge and, and you have that volume of, uh, of potential buyers, um, that really is what's getting you um, 
that market price, right? That that's what's going to get you comfortable understanding this is what the market is is telling us that my company is worth. Absolutely, the the, the competitive process. Mm. It was awesome. It was fascinating. It was it was thrilling to be wooed. Yeah. You know, here you are. I'm this entrepreneur in in this little town in Connecticut, and all of a sudden I've got investment bankers flying in to see me from all over the country. Um, and, you know, so we went out with kind of a, Larry and I discussed kind of a, you know, what, what's a reasonable expectation? What does he think the market's going to bring? And the market spoke loud and clear. It was a lot more than, than, than we were anticipating or that I was anticipating. Um, and I think that was a result of Woodbridge's, you know, efforts to go out very broad with the search. We didn't just you know, it wasn't just a, a, a posting. They they went out and found, yeah. you know, hundreds upon hundreds of potential suitors. And we ended up with, I think, uh, 13 uh, indications of interest. We took 10 meetings um, that summer in 2016. And, um, you know, it, it, the, the market was clear on, you know, that there was a, a real business here, a real interest in the business. And um, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that part of the process. At that time, all of the meetings were in person. People were actually flying down to see you uh, in in Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we uh, staked out in uh, the Marriott in downtown Hartford, and uh, for ten days in a row, I met with uh, different suitors. And you know, it was it was a lot of fun because I got to tell my story over and over again, hear their story, and really you know, understand if there was, if they were the right partner for me, um, which, which was very interesting. And I enjoyed that, that part of the process. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's important to have that, that right partner for the business and for the transaction, someone who's going to um, be fair and reasonable and, uh, and work to a timeline. You know, that's what we always are looking for is, is the right fit and the, the, you know, certainty to close as we call it. Um, Absolutely. We can, you know, the, the buyer is someone who can actually come up with the money and, and fund at the end of the day. Yeah, there, there was a confidence level that I think I was able to to walk away from the meeting from certain uh, mm-hmm. interested parties. And, and I was able to convey to them, you know, um, that I was serious. So I think that the meetings are integral to the process and, and for both sides. Um, and, you know, at the end of the, the meeting process, it's exhausting. You know, you're going home after these, these multiple hour meetings, but, you know, you, you learn a lot in that time about them, about the business. And, uh, you know, like you said, their ability to close my ability to close. So the, uh, the, the, the process worked really well. Um, and was exciting. Excellent. I mean, looking back, what what would you have done differently during the the acquisition process, or, or what lessons did you learn that could benefit others in a similar situation? Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I definitely made some mistakes. the The initial, the first meeting that we took was with the highest uh, offer, the highest, uh, and I would have done that differently because I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So I I kind of went into that meeting. Um, you know, they were, that was a very attractive, it was a, it was a, a international company that was looking uh, for, for at Big Muff as a tuck-in. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really listen to the advice that Woodbridge was giving me in, you know, um, my exit strategy, what I wanted to do post-transaction. And, you know, looking back on that, I should have taken that meeting last or, 
more in the middle of the process just because I would have been more rehearsed. And I think we would have probably done that, got been able to get that deal, which was a great deal. And really, um, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a private equity. It was a, it was a, 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 a um, you know, a strategic buyer. And uh, we ended up getting a great deal. Don't get me wrong, but I wish I had listened a little bit and not gone in so headstrong in the, in the beginning uh, yeah. of the, of that process. Right. It's easy to to get sort of carried away, swept up in the momentum, especially, you know, as we help to prepare. And what, did we have the management meeting training at, at that point? Was that no, there wasn't the, uh, there wasn't the management meeting uh, training. Right. We, we kind of just went in cold Turkey and, you know, uh, I definitely made some mistakes in the beginning and, and things I said, things I, I didn't say, um, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be mutual, you know, there's got to be a, a a mutual interest there, and you know, so you live and learn. But by the end, um, you know, I was much better at the meetings. But um, I think some some training would have been helpful. And I know you guys do that now, yeah. which is great. Exactly. So that's uh, something we've learned from our mistakes as well. There. So, um, and you mentioned uh, Steve the importance of of thinking about what you wanted to do after the sale and and in that transition period. Can you speak to any of uh, uh, of that? What are you up to nowadays? How did it go in in between 2016 and, and now? Sure. Yeah. No. That, it was definitely it was it was weird. You know. I mean, it was it was a strange period when I sold the business. Mm-hmm. I showed up. You know, I had a lot of money in my bank account all of a sudden, but I still showed up to work the next day, and it was like, you know, wow, what's different here? Um, so it was it was kind of strange. We we hired a CEO, brought in a CEO, and I handed over the the reins of Big Mouth and. Um, you know, I, I left the company in, uh, about 2018, 2019 to go do different things. Um, you know, and, and I'm having a lot of fun. I'm kind of living the dream now. I'm, I'm still entrepreneurial. I, 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 uh, uh, one of my, um, vice presidents from Big Mouth came with me and we bought a patent in, uh, 2018 for a kid's educational product, mm-hmm. uh, this little unknown product. And we've turned that into a pretty thriving business called Bouncy Bands, where, we make products for kids that allow them to uh, perform better in school. Uh, it allows them to, to get rid of excess energy. So I'm still doing what I love, which is creating product. That's what I love doing. And that was one of the challenges at Big Mouth is I had turned into a more traditional CEO where I was dealing with bankers and lines of credit and, and all of that. And so now I've assembled a, a really tight team of about five or six people um, and, and I'm just doing what I love. I'm, I'm creating product for bouncy bands. Last year, I launched a funny, funny new uh, line of plush toys called Punchkins. Uh, I'm just having a lot of fun. I'm not dealing with, um, you yeah. know, the same stresses and pressures that I had as the CEO of, uh, of Big Mouth. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you were able to sell your company and, and move on to focus more on the types of things that you enjoy doing. And it's not that you're going out into the sunset and, and retiring, you still have that entrepreneurial urge uh, and you're able to, to work with the people that you like doing something that's fun and uh, and, and get rid of some of those uh, excess uh, types of management focused uh, responsibilities that you had before. Yeah. You couldn't have said it better. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I'm not ready to retire. I'll probably, you know, I don't know what I would do when I retired. So that was a concern of mine. And I think a lot of people, it was kind of upsetting, you know, because a lot of people would say to me when I sold the business, you know, well, why don't you just retire? And it's like, well, a pro athlete doesn't just have one good year, get a $7 million contract and retire, you know? So, so why am I going to retire? I still got uh, a lot I want to do. 
but I want to do it at my pace and I want to do it, you know, with uh, where my, where I know my family was taken care of financially. And, and uh, I've accomplished all of that. I've really accomplished my, my business goals. So now I'm, you know, just living the dream. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it was, it, you know, it, it is strange when you sell that business and all of a sudden you're not, you know, that, that same business owner, there is this period. And I, I've talked to other people that have sold their business where there is this period where you're, I don't know. I don't want to use the word lost, but you're confused and it takes a little while to kind of figure it out. But once you figure it out, it's right. great. I mean, 16 years of, uh, of building something, right. To, to let it go. It, I understand that can be uh, that can be a challenge. Did you yeah, have definitely. a support network around you? People that, that you could rely on to, to give you good advice or otherwise. And as you dealt with those feelings. Yeah, you know, I so so Jeff, my partner from Bouncy Bands, is uh, he's been a good friend and a good ally. He had, um, you know, he he had sold a business or closed a business before, so he kind of was able to relate and understand. And then, you know, a lot of the the several of the, the my key people that I worked with at at Big Mouth uh, over the years, um, I, I work with now, and I still keep in touch with a lot of those people. And um, so, yeah, you know, my my family's been a great system of support for me and and um you know they truly were it's it's interesting that we went into covid you know not long after i i sold the business so we had that kind of uh fog of you know of life going on too so uh you know it's it's um there's definitely been the need for a support system i recommend that you know having friends and colleagues that you can kind of talk to and and um you know work with but no all in all it's great absolutely and how does how does the reality of of life post uh, post big mouth compare to what you had in your mind ahead of of the sale? It's it's you know I, I couldn't be happier with where I am professionally right now. You know I'm I'm doing what I want to do. I'm creating products that are both fun and and with bouncy bands that are helpful and and I'm working with just people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with you know, bankers, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, lines of credit and yeah. interest and all, and all that. So I'm doing what I want to do, which is, I think the most important thing that a business owner can ask themselves when they're going to sell their, their baby, so to speak is, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to allow you to do what you want to do? And, and, um, uh, Robert, you know, at Woodbridge always would say that to me, you, you know, you know, this is going to allow you to do what you want to do, Steve. And that's what it's done. So it's great. That freedom, you know, to yeah, the, 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 that you want. Exactly. The freedom to do what you want when you want, yep. you know, I'm not, um, you know, it's true uh, that, that money doesn't buy happiness. You know, I was happy before I'm happy now, but it does buy you some peace of mind. Um, it takes some of the stress off and it allows you to do what you want to do which I think is key. You know, um, if I wanted to go golf every day, I'd go golf every day. That's not what I want to do. I like being in business. I like making products. I like working with overseas suppliers. I go to China a couple times a year. Awesome. So it, it's, it's not like I have to go. It's what I want to do now. So. And um, look, switching gears for, for just a minute, I'm, I'm curious to hear in, in designing products that bring joy and laughter. And what are the key principles that you follow to, to ensure that they resonate with your audience? Um, if they make me laugh, if they make me happy, you know, it right. bouncy bands a little different because bouncy bands were making functional products and I'm working more with engineers and, and stuff like that on on concepts. But it still um, brings me a lot of joy when I go on social media and I read about a teacher who's telling about the success mm-hmm. of <clears throat> these wiggle wobble chair feet that, 
you know, we, we created these little rubber feet that uh, go on the bottom of a school chairs and they allow kids to wiggle. And so many people, so many adults say, gosh, I wish I had that when I was a kid. And, and me too, because, you know, I can't sit still. It allows you to wiggle in your seat. So, um, you know, I, I knew that was a winner because I, when, when we were creating it, because I knew that it's something that I would have liked as a kid, it, it would have helped me do better in school and, and get rid of that energy. And, and punchkins is just kind of my snarky, sarcastic sense of humor coming out. We're kind of making fun of the whole plush trend at the same time where, um, you know, we're making plushies for adults that are kind of just funny and snarky and salty. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun because my uh, 21 year old daughter, you know, who was never really involved in my businesses before she's taken a real interest in, in uh, my businesses. Now that she's finishing school, she's an accountant, accounting uh, student. And so she helps me with punchkins a lot. And Hey, is this going to work in my age group or is this not going to work? So that's fun. Yeah, um, have that feedback too, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It sounds like uh, now you're, you're designing things that, that have you in mind and, and can I relate to this? Is this something I would want to buy? And then you've got your daughter to also bounce ideas off of and, uh, and connect to other generations as well. Right? Yeah. And she, she sends them out to her friends that are the oh, same uh, age. And so <laughs> this year we, we created a coupon code on the website, Molly 21. And, uh, you know, so it's fun to see all of her friends ordering from Punchkins using Molly's discount code. So, <laughs> You know, uh, it definitely relates to the college crowd, and uh, it's a lot of fun to see that that success. For sure, excellent. Well, Steve, that was all I had uh, prepared to ask for you today. Is is there anything else that you would want to share with our audience before we finish up? You know, I just would give you guys kind of a shameless plug. I I enjoyed working with Woodbridge. Um, the process was was you know Robert um, would always say timing kills deals, and you know. Um, and they gave me this timeline of, you know, day by day, what was going to happen and during the process and sticking to that timeline was tough and it was, but it happened and it made the deal close. We closed within seven days of the date that they said we would close, you know, when, when we entered the engagement and that was just, you know, that was all, all credit goes to Woodbridge um, with that. And, you know, I thought, I think going out really wide, the buyer that they found was from the Midwest and, you know, we never would have, you know, no one would have known about these guys and, and uh, Woodbridge went out really wide with the process. And, you know, I, I just can't say enough good things about Woodbridge and someday um, when I, when we do sell bouncy bands or punchkin someday, you know, I'll, I definitely wouldn't think twice about going back to Woodbridge um, to, to do those transactions for me. Really appreciate that, Steve. I think that that's a good uh, sentiment then that, to end the show on. Steve Wampold, really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Secrets to Selling Your Business, the podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners looking to unlock the secrets behind successful business transitions. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guest and their insights. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.